Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor Podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education, hosted by travel physical therapist duo Jared and Whitney. Join us every other week on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic or listen to the replay right here on our podcast. If you're new to travel therapy and ready to get started, contact us to get connected with the travel therapy recruiters and companies we recommend by visiting TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. If you're ready to remove the guesswork and jumpstart your travel therapy career, let us teach you step-by-step everything you need to know to get started and to be financially successful as a traveler by enrolling in our comprehensive travel therapy course titled Becoming a Financially Successful Travel Therapist. You can visit TravelTherapyMentor.com course and use the discount code TRAVEL to save $150 on our course. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com course and the discount code is TRAVEL. And if you're looking for the best way to get your CEUs online as a traveler who's always on the go, you can use our discount code to get the best rate on an annual MedBridge subscription, which is where we get all of our online CEUs. Use code FIFTHWHEELPT, that's F-I-F-T-H-W-H-E-E-L-P-T, for the discount, all one word. And last, if you're interested in getting started with credit card hacking to take advantage of free or low-cost travel like we do, check out our top credit card recommendations for travelers at TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. All right, and now on to this week's episode. What's up, everyone? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Travel Therapy Mentor video. Tonight, we're going to be doing another job market update. It's been uh, about three months since our last one. Um, we've got some changes coming to the job market, it seems like. Um, so wanted to update you guys again. We're going to try to do these every two or three months as things change or progress. Um, whenever there's new updates, we like to try to update you all. So we've got about 12 companies now that we work with and about 55 recruiters at those companies. So we have a pretty broad uh, view of the market. We reach out to them to get updates about the market and uh, you'd be surprised how different the, uh, the feedback we get is depending on which company it is and where they are currently, where they, you know, like how many recruiters they have. Um, it changes what they see in the job market. How many, like also, the need for therapists. And, and also like some of the information is from recruiters, some of it is from managers, and some of it is from company owners. So some of them just have a different perspective. Yeah, so it's really nice to get a broad range of uh, feedback um, that we can bring to the travelers. Um, because you know most travelers only work with one or two companies and maybe just one recruiter at that company and their feedback could be very different. Um, so Whitney's gonna introduce us and I'm gonna get this video shared in a few different groups. All right, hey everyone. For those that may not know us, my name is Whitney Aiken. And I'm Jared Kazaza. And we're both traveling doctors of physical therapy. We're the faces behind Travel Therapy Mentor. We've been making Facebook Live videos for, gosh, I don't know, three or four years now. Um, we've been travel PTs ourselves for over seven years. Um, many of you guys may also know us from social media, from Instagram, from Facebook. We try to make videos about various topics each week or so. Um, we used to do them every week, but after a couple of years of doing them weekly, now we do them every other week or so, sometimes every third week, depending on our own travels because we travel quite a bit ourselves uh, for work and then also for fun. But uh, we had one last week where we talked about the compact licensure update, and then this week we want to give you guys a job market update. As Jared mentioned, um, we try to do these job market updates every few months. We started doing them in 2020. Actually, we started doing them right before COVID. Um, we started doing them back when there were some changes and fluctuations in the job market because of PDPM and PDGM. 
And then we continued when COVID hit and a lot there was a lot of uncertainty about the job market at that time. And so we've been doing them every few months since COVID um, to give you guys the latest scoop on what's happening. And we feel like this information is really important for aspiring travelers and for current travelers, just so you guys can get a, a broad perspective of what's going on. And that'll help you guys make uh, decisions about your careers, um, how to negotiate for contracts, you know, what to expect. So um, as Jared mentioned, he's gonna share the video in a couple of groups and then um, we'll get going here on the topic in a few minutes. If any of you guys are watching live tonight on Facebook Live, we would love if you'd say hello in the comments. Um, you can just say hi, you can let us know what your discipline is. Are you a PT, an OT, an SLP, a PTA, a CODA? Are you a student? Let us know if you're current tra currently traveling or if you're thinking about traveling, we'd love to hear from you. Um, also feel free to ask any questions that you have in the comments and just let us know um, what, what you want to know. Hopefully we'll answer most of it throughout the video. If not, we will definitely address your question at the end of the video. Um, a couple other announcements as we're getting this shared and having more people join in with us live. Um, we are running a sale right now um, on MedBridge. Um, so for those of you guys that need to get some continuing education done before the end of the year, um, MedBridge is hosting a special offer for Physical Therapy Month, for National Physical Therapy Month. Um, so for PTs and PTAs, you guys can use our special discount code this month to get um, one of the best deals I've actually ever seen them do. Um, you can get a year-long premium MedBridge membership for only $225, which is really cheap considering it's an entire year, 12 months of unlimited access to their CEUs. Um, they also have live webinars, certification prep courses. Um, with that premium membership, you also get patient education tools. So you get an, a home exercise builder um, and some other patient education tools. So um, the special code for that offer this month only is FWPT month. And that's short for um, our blog name, which is our original um, MedBridge code is associated with our original blog, which is called Fifth Wheel Physical Therapist. So it's FWPT, Fifth Wheel Physical Therapist Month, FWPT Month, if you guys want to save and get that discount. And that's only valid during Physical Therapy Month for the month of October. Um, in addition to that, just a couple other announcements. Um, we are doing several giveaways at the end of the year. So if you guys want to get qualified for those giveaways, we have information about it on our um, on our website under giveaways, but there's three different ones. One of them is if you leave a review for us. So if you guys listen on the on our podcast, um, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and then send us a screenshot of that review and we'll get you entered to, um, enter to win $100. Or you can leave us a review on our Facebook page. Um, you just go to our Facebook business page, click on reviews, leave us a review, send us a screenshot, get entered to win that $100 gift card. Uh, the, second, the second giveaway is for those of you guys that have taken contracts with some of the recruiters that we recommend. So throughout the year, we recommend recruiters to, gosh, hundreds of you guys reach out to us. Um, thousands now. Yeah, really thousands each year. Um, and so there's lots of you that are still qualified this year that actually haven't filled out the form yet. So if you've already taken a contract with one of the recruiters that we recommended to you this year, um, you're already eligible. All you need to do is just fill out the, the um, entry form and then we'll get you entered. And that's going to be for um, a total of $1,000. It'll be five people will win $200 each. Yeah, and uh, I just looked today and less than 20% of the people, I think it's like 19% of the people that are eligible have actually filled it out. So your odds are pretty good if you've taken a contract with one of our recruiters. Yeah, so if you know that you've already taken a contract this year with one of the recruiters that we recommended to you, either via our recruiter recommendation form or our hot jobs page, just go on our website, traveltherapymentor.com, click on giveaway on the menu, and you can fill out that form there. Um, and then the third giveaway is going to be for our course group members who leave us a review. 
So lots of ways to enter to win our giveaways. We'll be doing that at the end of December this year. All right, so for the job market update, um, so kind of like I mentioned in the beginning, um, some changes this time, it's pretty much been straight up uh, in terms of the job market, pay rates, number of jobs open from last summer to this summer. And uh, we mentioned, I think in July, that we anticipated that it might start slowing down um, just because, you know, reversion to the mean. It was kind of like during COVID, everything fell off. It's only a matter of time before it rebounds. Um, and when you have these like exponential growth in jobs and, and pay rates, it's only a matter of time until it slows down. And um, we're starting to see that a little bit. So it's not nearly as, as quickly as I thought it would happen. I thought that probably there'd be a much quicker slowdown, but it is starting and uh, will likely, um, in our opinion, and based on some of the feedback we got, this will likely continue into next year. So um, we yeah. wanna bring you some numbers. They're, uh, they're, not, they're not terrible. The job market is still great. It's still probably pretty close to where it was before COVID, before PDPM, PDGM. Um, any of you guys that are still around from back then, you remember what the job market was then. Um, so still still a great time to travel, but it is starting to slow down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and even some of the recruiters and company owners said that they feel like the job market is better than 2019 in terms of the job openings, especially for certain disciplines. I would say right now the job market is still better than it, it even was before COVID and before PDPM and PDGM for physical therapists. Um, it's probably about on par for the other disciplines, for OT, for um, assistance, for SLP. But for PTs, this is probably still one of the best times. It has come down just slightly from maybe, say, three to six months ago, where we were seeing some all-time high jobs. We had seen some really crazy numbers, um, like pay rates in the 3,000s for physical therapists that we'd never seen before. So it's come down just slightly from that, but we're definitely seeing still a lot of really great jobs for PTs, and there's more job openings now than there were in 2019 for PTs. But again, those other disciplines, it's probably kind of going back more towards the normal. Um, for those of you guys that aren't familiar and hadn't listened to our job market updates in the past, the job market really plummeted, obviously, during COVID. There was not a demand at all for travel therapists. In fact, a lot of permanent therapists got laid off at that time. So there was a time in 2020 where there were almost no travel therapy jobs for any of the disciplines. There were probably less than 50 listings in the whole country for any of the therapy disciplines for about like six months in 2020. So then about in August 2020, up until about probably July, June or July, maybe even May of 2021, we kind of saw it just gradually, gradually go up. And then starting last summer, it really boomed, especially for PTs and SLPs. And it's been really good for the last six months or so. And then in the last like several months since we started doing it, we did our um, July updates come down just slightly. So we'll go over those numbers. Um, kind of, we got a range. Yeah, and this month was the most mixed feedback we've ever gotten. Uh, I was just looking through what, what companies said, what the owner said, and uh, basically, I would say the majority said it was slowing, but we had it all, all across the board from um, slowing significantly to about the same to even a slight increase. So depending on which company you're working with and who you're asking, you might get completely different answers, but on average across the board, if you average all the answers, it, it's slowing slightly. Yeah. So um, we'd like to go over job numbers about how many are open. And so what this means is if you were to talk to a recruiter and say you're an occupational therapist and you say, if I wanted to take a job anywhere in the country, how many open jobs do you have for travel OTs right now in the whole country? So normally back pre-COVID, we would expect the numbers between to be anywhere between like 300 to 500 open jobs for PT, OT, and SLP, and then a little less for PTAs and CODAs, maybe like 200 or so. 
Um, so we use that kind of as like our pre-COVID baseline. Now there was a time a few months ago, earlier this year, where Peachy and SLP jobs shot through the roof. Some of the companies were telling us they had over a thousand Peachy travel openings and SLP travel openings. Yeah. So it's drawn back absurd. just slightly from that. Um, so we'll go over what the numbers are now. And again, these there's going to be a range here because some of the smaller companies have a smaller access to, to the total number of jobs, which is fine because they often sometimes have exclusive jobs that maybe the other companies don't have. But then the bigger companies might have a broader um, database of jobs. So that's why there's a range. Okay. So yeah, this is feedback from about 12 different companies and the range for PT right now for number of open jobs was anywhere between 500 and 900 open jobs uh, all over the country. So yeah, comparing that to three months ago, um, I think PT, uh, the biggest company or some of the bigger companies were saying they had over a thousand, some 1200 and some a little bit more than that. So a slight slowdown, 500 to 900. That's still great though. Um, still, yeah, better numbers than pre-COVID, um, but starting to slow. For SLP, um, a huge range here between 140 and 900. So some small companies had uh, a significant slowdown in SLP jobs and also OT jobs. Whereas some of the big companies still have pretty strong numbers there. So 140 to 900 for SLP, OT 150 to 350, um, PTA 95 to 200, and CODA 40 to 100. So those are the ranges. Um, like Whitney said, the smaller companies generally have fewer job openings than the bigger companies. And it's almost, uh, it's almost step for step. So the, the bigger the company, the more job openings they have when we ask them. Um, that's that's pretty consistent. Yeah, so I would say looking at those numbers, it's obvious that PT and SLP are still in the highest demand. I mean, looking at close to a thousand jobs for some of the companies, you really have your choice of jobs out there if you're a PT or an SLP. Um, unfortunately, OT jobs are still not quite that high. I would say they're hovering around pre-COVID numbers, if not maybe just a little bit lower, and same with PTA and CODA. But PTA and CODA is a lot better than what we were seeing for a solid time there. I think at one point, like all through 2020, there were less than 10 PTA or CODA jobs. So to see numbers like even close to 100 or 200 for PTA and CODA, that's pretty good. Yeah, and that's kind of the sad part. Um, for assistance, the last two and a half years have been really difficult um, for travel jobs. PT, SLP, OT, they all pretty much recovered. Some went to all-time highs, whereas the assistant market never really recovered. And no one really knows why that is, uh, but for whatever reason, facilities are not in need as much for travel um, assistance as they were pre-COVID. Yeah, but some, some, some of, of those that, numbers are catching up now, which is nice. I think some of that could be some of the Medicare cuts that came that were, I don't, we haven't kept up too much of that, but I think some of it had to do with they were reimbursing less for assistance. I know there was talk of that, so that could be some of it. Um, but it does seem like to me, for example, if you have this huge need for PTs, um, it seems like in some circumstances they might be able to take a PTA instead if they couldn't find a PT. And I, we have seen a handful of job listings that that's the case. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not terrible time to be a PTA or CODA traveler, but it's not as good as it used to be. All right, so then we asked uh, after the numbers, how's the drop market been in general in the third quarter of 2022? Has it declined from earlier this year or stayed the same? Yep, and so for most of them said it's about the same. Some of them said it's kind of starting to go back a little bit more, like pull back just a little bit more towards the average, but for the most part, they all said it was still very strong in this quarter compared to last quarter. Yeah, and then we asked, how does it compare to pre-COVID? Um, most said it was about the same. Some said slightly better. 
Um, so for most disciplines, it is still a little bit better than pre-COVID levels, but a little bit slower than it was during the summer and uh, even like earlier in 2022 um, when the job market was just going crazy. And we were seeing those really high pay rates and just a ton of jobs everywhere. And uh, people were being really picky with job options. So starting to slow a little bit, but still, still great for most disciplines. I would say probably the weakest comparatively right now um, is OT. It seems like the OT market has started to decline quicker than the other disciplines. Whereas assistants about the same, or maybe even picking up some, but there was that massive uh, slowdown for them for the last two and a half years. Yeah. So then we asked them, do you anticipate in this last quarter of the year, as we head towards the end of the year, there will still be a high demand? Will the job market still be good? Um, and most of them said yes. They don't see any slowing down for the rest of the year. They expect that right now is still a great time to get started between now and the end of the year. Um, and then we also asked them, do you expect that there would be, sometimes we see this thing called a January, we call it like a January lull. Um, and they said that sometimes that does happen you know, we don't really know for sure, but often during the holidays and then kind of right in that first week or two of January, um, some therapists decide to take off work and then they want to resume a contract and then there's more competition for those first couple weeks of January. Um, so they don't necessarily expect there to be a decline in the demand. There might just be a slowdown because of the habits of therapists. And also sometimes hiring managers and things take time off for the holidays, so you may not be able to line up an interview around that time. So as always, we usually recommend that you try to line up a job before the holidays that either runs through the holidays or, or in this case, especially if your discipline is in high demand like a PT, you might be able to go ahead and line up a contract that starts in January now because they might know, okay, yes, in January we'll need you then. So if, if at all possible, try to get that um, arranged before the end of the year instead of waiting until the first week of January and calling up a recruiter for the first time and saying, hey, can I get a job starting next week? They're gonna say it's probably gonna be like two or three or four weeks before you can get a job if you wait. Yeah, and that job market lull that Whitney was talking about in January, we've seen that, you know, we started in 2015, we saw it in 2016, 17, 18, 19. Obviously 20 was a unique year. Um, but it was slower in, in January of 2020, uh, pretty much every single year except for 2022. And that's because the demand was just insane during that time, I think. And most people were still trying to make up money that they missed out on during, uh, during 2020 by working, you know, working through the holidays, working uh, an additional contract or working extra weeks that they normally wouldn't work. So that could be the same case coming into 2023. Um, the job market may stay strong into the holidays and we might not see that lull that we normally do in January. So um, hoping for the best there, but um, you never know. And it's always best to have a job already lined up going into the new year. Yep. So the next big question we had is, is the job market anticipated to still be strong going into 2023? Because we have a lot of people, you know, trying to make career decisions. Should I, is it still going to be good if I decide to start in 2023? Or if you're a current traveler, it'll help you make decisions about, you know, how to negotiate for contracts. Yeah. And in general, most companies said that they think it'll stay about the same or maybe start to decline slightly. So that was most of the feedback we got. Um, there were some saying that they think it's going to continue to stay strong, maybe even increase going into 2023. So like I said, there, depending on who you ask, there is a wide, wide range of opinions. But for the majority, they said they think it'll stay about the same or maybe continue to decrease slightly. But, um, you know, still still great going into 2023 and no reason that if you're considering to travel right now that you'd want to reconsider thinking about the job market next year. Yeah, they all said, especially they really think that the PT market is still going to be very in high demand. PTs are going to be very much in high demand, that SLPs are going to be very much in high demand. And the ones that even said they feel like it's there's going to be a drawback or kind of like 
more back to average, that's still not a bad thing. I mean, we saw record high numbers where there were thousands, you know, over a thousand PT openings, over a thousand SLP openings. Well, it's a good thing if it starts to go back to normal a little bit. Maybe people settle back into permanent jobs. Those facilities that are desperate for people, maybe they'll, they'll get some more permanent staff and things will level out. But even if we see it go back to where, you know, there's only 500 PT openings instead of a thousand, that's still a really good market for PTs. So for the most part, they all think it'll still be really good next year. Some of them are just saying, they're tempering expectations and saying, we think it's gonna go more back towards the normal, not this crazy overshoot that we saw. Yeah, we did get some feedback too, um, and we've seen this as well, that some travelers, especially newer travelers or, um, or you know, people that started probably 2021 or late 2020, uh, they just got into travel and they didn't know what the market was like back before COVID or, or even during COVID when it was like really tough times that um, they anticipate, you know, th these travelers think it's going to be like that forever. It's going to be like this market forever. A lot of the, the company owners and recruiters were saying, you know, this is probably not going to last forever. So uh, it's difficult because sometimes people have shifting baselines when when job market is really good for a year, year and a half. Um, pay rates are really high. They think it's always going to be like that. And then they start comparing um, offers to almost unrealistic expectations. And uh, so what a lot of them wanted to, uh, I guess, emphasize is that take these good times while they last, but don't expect that it's going to last forever. So there might be a time where if the job market does slow back to five or 600 jobs, like Whitney was saying, uh, the pay rates are not going to be nearly as high as they are right now. So enjoy while it lasts, but don't think that this is going to be forever because chances are if, if the job market does slow down, the number of jobs decreases, pay rates will also decrease along with that. Yeah. So we want to talk a little bit more in depth about that um, in terms of the questions that we're seeing. Like we get tons of questions, dozens of questions each week from therapists trying to, you know, juggle interviewing for jobs. They're trying to, you know, decide on negotiating pay packages and these kind, kinds of things. So a few things that we've noticed, um, pay packages, especially for physical therapists, have been higher than we've ever seen. Um, the number of available jobs higher than we've ever seen. So it's a therapist's market right now and the therapists have a lot more choices. So especially the therapists who are newer to travel therapy in the last couple of years, they're kind of used to having so many choices and having you know all these options. And so there's some different things that are happening. One, the expectation for higher pay packages is there. So they'll say like, I feel like I'm getting lowballed because this one only pays 1900 a week. And we're like, well, that's kind of normal for that area. You just may not know that because you're, you're looking at, um, we talked in the past, sometimes on these hot jobs lists or things that you see online, um, and our hot jobs like, list is like this, we, they only post the top 10% of jobs. So you may have this expectation right now that all jobs should pay over $2,000 a week. But in, real, in reality, it used to be that the average pay for most travel PT jobs was about 1,500 to 1,700. Maybe if it was West Coast, you might see 1,800, 1,900, 2,000. Um, so, you know, you just have to curb your expectations that some areas of the country still do have those jobs that are on average paying 16, 17, 1,800. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're being lowballed. It just may have to do with some of those other factors that we've talked about in past videos, like supply and demand, um, the reimbursement rate for the area, those kinds of things that, if, that drive pay packages. So you're not necessarily being lowballed if you don't see jobs that are like those high, the highest paying ones. Yeah, and I, I really started to realize this over the last like six months or so. We hung out with a bunch of travelers in Alaska and then in Vegas, we met up with a bunch of travelers again and we had a bunch of conversations. And what I started to realize is that um, people are saying things like, I can't imagine taking a job for less than 2000 
or, or less than 2200 or something like that. And that's, that is great. For the last year and a half, that was possible. You could cherry pick like the really high paying jobs. But what I just want to make sure that people understand is that that could easily change. And um, having your baseline set to 2000 or more is really difficult in a slow job market. And we could be going that direction um, in the next year. So just keep that in mind. Um, like I said, enjoy the good times while they last, but don't think that this is gonna be forever because it might not be. Yeah, because to put it in some perspective, we traveled um, when, we tra when we were traveling full-time, now we kind of travel more part-time. When we were working full-time between the years of 2015 and 2018, the highest pay package we ever took was 1850 a week on the East Coast. So the majority of our jobs were between about 1550 and 1700 And even with pay packages like that, we were able to save a lot, meet all of our financial goals, basically semi-retire and not work full-time anymore. So we just want to temper expectations that if we do start to see the market trend back to those normal number job numbers where there's only maybe 500 openings in the country and a lot of the pay packages start to draw back a little bit, that's okay. Um, but you, you will have to just curb your expectations when you're hunting around for jobs and not feel like you're getting lowballed. It just is supply and demand changing. Um, yeah. And those are still great pay rates. You can still earn and save a lot of money with pay rates like that. And again, this is all speculation. It is possible that that never happens. The market stays hot and that inflation has permanently caused uh, pay rates to go up. It's just that I would not depend on that. Yeah, and that's another factor too. Obviously, we've done uh, several videos in the last few months about the impact of inflation, about you know rising housing costs. So yes, things are more expensive now than they were in 2015 when we were taking $1,500 a week pay packages. Um, but there is just some give and take. So don't be super surprised if you start to see a little bit of that going into 2023, but we still think it's gonna be strong. Yep. The other thing we wanted to say about um, navigating the job market and negotiating contracts. We recently have gotten several questions about how do I navigate it if I have lots of interviews? Because right now, with therapists, especially PTs and SLPs being in such high demand, you might have tons of opportunities and offers. And we always recommend working with more than one company. So you might be submitting to five or six jobs and getting five or six job interviews lined up. So the conventional wisdom that we always told people when the job market was a little tighter, you know, pre-COVID, um, just regular times, was that's fine, get submitted to lots of jobs, but know that if you do get an offer for one, say one of them lines up an interview with you on Monday, but the other three can't get interviews with you till Friday. Well, that Monday job, if they offer you a job on Monday, right after your interview, typically you're supposed to give them an answer. They want an answer within about 24 to 48 hours. So typically you would either have to say yes or no by about Tuesday or Wednesday, and you couldn't really hang around and wait until Friday because if you did, they would just move on to another candidate if you tried to just keep them waiting. Well now, because therapists are in such high demand, there is more of an opportunity for you to put them on hold and make them wait and say like, oh, maybe I'm gonna wait until this interview. And that's okay, but you just always have to know if you do decide to do that, there is a chance that if you put them on hold for too long, that they may move on to another candidate. But if you know for a fact that it's a job that's not that high demand, maybe it's you know, somewhere that you're familiar with, but that's not that popular. Like say you're from, you know, Kansas and it's a job in Kansas that you don't think is gonna go flying off the shelves. It's not a San Diego job, right? Maybe you can, you know, in a professional way, say I need a couple days, I wanna wait for these other offers, but just know that there is always a chance they could move on. Yeah, and the way we always approached it, and I think it's a smart way to do it is, say you have four different jobs that you're interested in, you get submitted to them, um, trying to set up interviews for those jobs. 
I would rank them. So like, what's probably my number one? What's probably my number two? And obviously you don't know all the details yet, but just based on location, pay, the setting, try to rank them and think about which one is your top priority. And then if you get in a situation where, say your number four job um, offers you a contract and they say, we need, we need your answer within 48 hours, then yeah, maybe you say, well, let me wait and do these other ones that might be better. Um, and maybe I'll get an offer on those. Whereas if the number two job makes you an offer, then maybe you want to take that job and, and not try to push it off because that might be uh, the best job that you're going to get offered. Yeah, and if they really put you on the spot and say, we need a yes or no, some people feel really unsure. They're like, well, should I just go ahead and say yes? Because I have no way of knowing for sure if these other jobs are going to even make me an offer or once I do the interview, it may not actually be better. Yeah, you just have to kind of weigh it and say like, does this job sound good enough? Um, or can I say no and pass on it knowing that I have five other jobs that also probably sound pretty good. Um, so you just have to kind of weigh your options there. But the one thing that we want to discourage you from doing, this was a question that we recently got. They were like, should I just accept the job that I was offered say on Monday? And then if the job interviews that happen on Friday sound better, go back and take it back and say, never mind, and then take one of these jobs. Yeah. And we highly discourage you from doing that. Um, you should not say that you're going to accept a job and then recant your offer because that looks really bad on you. It looks really bad on the travel company. You're going to really be burning some bridges there with a recruiter and then potentially with the facility too. Yeah, yeah, that's like probably the main thing not to do. And uh, it's and there would never even be really an option to do that normally with the normal job market. But just because things are so great right now and, and you can line up so many interviews, there is a situation where you might be tempted to do something like that. But don't do that. Uh, remember that in travel therapy, you want your recruiters to be honest with you. You want the facilities to be honest with you. So you need to also be um, you know, straightforward and uh, a, a good candidate for them and not do that kind of thing. Because yeah, you'll burn bridges um, and you, you know, a lot of times recruiters won't work with you after that. If you verbally agree to a contract and then you say, never mind, well, they put all the work into that contract already. And a lot of times they won't work with you. And Right now, when the job market's great, maybe that's okay. You don't need a ton of recruiters, but when the job market's not so great, you might need that person again. So keep that in mind. Yeah, that's something really important to keep in mind. We always want you guys to be, be maintain professionalism and build good relationships because it's a smaller world than you think. Um, both the therapy world, at these facilities that you're going to, and also the recruiting world in the travel therapy industry. It's really important to maintain good relationships. Just be honest, just be upfront, you know, work with your recruiter and say, hey, I do have these other offers, you know, I am really interested in this one. It, would it be possible, you know, talk it through with them. Say, yeah. would it be possible if we, as a team, me, me and the recruiter, can try to put them off for a little bit? I'm really interested, but I, I do want to give this other job a shot. And then they'll let you know. They'll say like, yeah, I'll try to put them off, you know, a couple days, or they might say, no, they're telling me they have five of their candidates lined up. They're not going to like wait. So work with your recruiter. Don't be shady with your recruiter. But it's totally okay for you to work with multiple companies and let your recruiters know, I'm talking to other recruiters. I am getting submitted for other jobs. Just be professional about it. Yeah. Um, and we definitely want you to keep that in mind because right now it can be tempting if you have all the offers out there, it can be really tempting to just churn and burn with recruiters and be like, whatever, I got all these other offers over here. But it may not always be that way. And in the future, you may need that recruiter because we know, for example, we've had recruiters who really went to bat for us in situations where we wanted something very specific. For example, let's say my Hawaii job where I wanted a part-time job at an outpatient one-on-one clinic. Same thing when we went to Alaska. 
we had a recruiter that was really going to bat for us calling around, finding something that didn't exist. It wasn't listed with any other companies, but it's because we have a good relationship with those recruiters that they'll go out of their way to find us something that we're looking for, do something specific for us, help us out. But if you don't have those good relationships, they're not gonna do that for you. Yeah, relationships are way more important than most people realize. And uh, I think I've told this story before, but um, Whitney broke her arm in like 2017, going into a new contract. So it was a terrible time. She kind of, we already accepted jobs and she broke her arm like the last day of our previous contract. She fell and broke it. And uh, so going into the other job, I mean, it was an outpatient job. She still had one arm that worked well and she could still <laughs> mostly do things. And uh, so she thought, okay, well, you know, I'll be able to make do. We have a week and I'll be okay. And so we went in there, it didn't work out. And they were like, we, we can't have you here. It's a liability for us. You need to wait at least four to six weeks. And that was a, a terrible time because it's like, well, what do we do? So um, I, I started the contract. We talked to the recruiter because we had a good relationship with our recruiter and the manager at the company at the time, they still gave her some money for that, um, you know, an unfortunate event. Like they didn't have to do that but they still compensated her some for the four to six weeks that she missed. So that would never happen if you didn't have a good relationship with the company and with the recruiter. Yeah, I actually forgot about that because I think they were gonna, re like we had some upfront reimbursements like the travel reimbursement and like, I think we had to get some new clothes, like a uniform reimbursement and the recruiter still made sure that I got some money even though I couldn't work for those, like I think it was six weeks. So yeah, have just there's several examples that we have where having a really good relationship with your recruiter can go a long way. So just keep that in mind, maintain your professionalism, don't burn bridges, even even though you have a lot of options right now. Yep. Okay. So the next question that we asked is what setting currently, what settings currently have the highest demand? And this is something we ask every time. And normally the answer is about the same. So most, most of them said that um, skilled nursing is the highest demand or home health. They're pretty close. Skilled nursing, home health are usually at the top, followed by outpatient, inpatient, and schools after that. Um, and that was pretty much across the board, but uh, there was some variation between whether skilled nursing or home health had the most number of jobs. Yeah, and one of our recruiters, um, actually it was one of the company owners, said that she feels like next year some of the highest demand is gonna be in home health. Um, and I don't know exactly what her rationale was on that, but she said that she thinks home health is gonna be huge next year. Um, and we always recommend if you don't, if you don't have home health experience, it's a, good, um, it's a good idea to get some because home health travel therapy contracts can be some of the best ones. From what we've heard, we've never taken a full-time home health. Uh, we did one contract where we did some SNF and some home health, but um, our friends that are travel therapists that take home health contracts, quite often they work way less than 40 hours and still get paid for 40 hours and have a really flexible schedule. So. And they usually make more on the yeah. contracts. And uh, so something I learned recently at TravCon from talking to uh, another therapist that we know, shout out to Dylan, he, um, he told us that he did a presentation on this, that home health is the fastest growing setting right now for I think all disciplines. And he was saying that it's growing like exponentially faster than the other settings. So whereas they project their growth to be like five to 10% year over year, home health is looking at like 50% growth. And um, that probably has a lot to do with different reimbursement rates and people trying, or uh, hospitals trying to get patients out more quickly, you know, after elective surgeries and things like that. But anyway, home health is growing quickly. If you can get home health experience, that is uh, almost invaluable in travel right now. Absolutely. So if you guys are watching live, um, if you are learning anything from this video, we would really appreciate it if you would just hit the thumbs up button. Um, let us know that you're there. Say hi in the comments. Um, just let us know if you're learning anything, if this information has been helpful. We'd really appreciate the feedback. Yeah, or if you have any questions, feel free to ask those. We'll go over them at the end. Yep, I saw a couple of you guys already asked some questions, so we will be answering those here shortly. 
All right, so then we also asked um, if, the, if the recruiters and the companies have been seeing any changes in pay rates, which we kind of already alluded to um, in terms of the changing of the job market in general. Yeah, and again, the feedback was very mixed. There were some that said they're decreasing slightly, some said it's about the same, no change for the last three to six months, and some said that they're actually increasing. So um, across the board though, on average, there was a slight decline. Um, but for the most part, they're still we're still close to all-time highs in terms of bill rates. So it's still a great time, but it is starting to decrease slightly based on the average feedback. And I think as we talked about a couple of videos ago when we were talking about the um, the job market and inflation, um, we feel like there's you know on these hot jobs lists and when you look at jobs online, there's like the, this like about maybe roughly 10% of jobs out there that are just amazing. And you see that on our hot jobs list. We'll post some of the best jobs. Um, on our website, we asked the recruiters for some of the, their best jobs. We're still seeing several, you know, dozens of jobs that are over 2,000 a week for PTOT and SLP. Some of them even close to 3,000 a week. So the top 10% of jobs or so are still really good. Um, it's been a while since we saw anything in the 3,000s. Um, but we are also still seeing probably that bottom 90% is more in that 1600 to 1900 range. Yeah. But for the most part, pay is about the same. Yeah, we got to hammer that home because uh, there are so many people that just get skewed a lot by seeing those really high pay rates. But keep in mind that that is always the high end of the market that people are advertising. The recruiters that put out jobs or the job list, they're always just going to be the highest end jobs. And that is not a good representation of the market as a whole. Yeah. Okay, so the next question that we asked the recruiters about was, um, what are they seeing right now with COVID policies? We do get people asking us every now and then, um, they're maybe not current travelers, but they're thinking about traveling, and maybe for one reason or another, they're not, they don't have the COVID vaccine. So they're wondering if they might still be able to travel. And so we did hear some interesting news about this. We haven't been keeping up with it too much, but some of them said that um, the COVID restrictions are kind of re more relaxed than they were at first, that a lot of facilities are either taking you know, an exemption or a declination form more than they were before. Maybe before they were being more strict, they were like, no, you absolutely have to have the vaccine. And they weren't taking religious exemptions or things. And now a lot of them are saying more and more facilities are doing that. And some of them are drawing back a little bit on their booster requirements or their testing requirements. So some of the recruiters said they feel like we're headed more of the direction of just kind of a standard, you know, some of the hospital systems require you to have a flu vaccine, but sometimes you can decline it. So we could be headed that direction. Yeah, and pretty much across the board, they said that the places most strict are California and like the New England states. Basically the West Coast and New England are uh, the most strict in terms of vaccine and booster requirements, um, but that pretty much across the board, they're drawing back from, from requiring it or asking about it or requiring boosters and things like that. So uh, it is getting easier and easier for unvaccinated travelers to find jobs. And as always, you're gonna find that hospital systems are gonna be more strict on vaccination requirements because they have sicker patients and they, they just have more guidelines that they're gonna have to follow. Whereas like say you're an outpatient therapist, if it's a private practice, they can make their own decisions and their own rules versus a big hospital system that has to answer to a lot of uh, people so we've always known that because when we ever applied to a hospital job, they might require us to have a flu vaccine, whereas an outpatient clinic never asked us about a flu vaccine. Yep. So just keep that in mind. Um, but the sentiment overall was if you are a therapist who's thinking about getting into traveling who doesn't have the COVID vaccine, um, most of them said there are plenty of clients out there that will still accept your application, that will take a declination form. Most of them said they weren't having any trouble placing therapists somewhere that um, didn't have the vaccine. So don't worry too much about that if you are thinking about getting into traveling, but you don't have the COVID vaccine. 
Yep. So the next thing we asked was, are you seeing any change in contract cancellations? Um, this is something that's always important to ask because there are times when you see more cancellations than others. Like if there's a, a rapid shift in demand, um, sometimes you'll see a lot more cancellations and that's not always the best time to travel. Across the board, they all said there's really no change in contract cancellations. It's about the same low numbers of contracts being canceled compared to pre-COVID or during COVID. And um, so not a whole lot of worry there. Although there are some travelers that we've talked to recently that had some very bad luck with uh, like consistent cancellations. Um, yeah. So we, we, we have that question a lot because that is a major concern as a traveler. And we always, you can only have your, your experience. So we traveled now for, we've probably taken close to 30 contracts. We've taken a lot between the two of us and we've only had one cancellation ever. So in our opinion, it is very rare. We don't hear about it a ton, but then every now and then we'll talk to someone that's like, I had three contracts in a row canceled and travel's terrible. And, and that's really unfortunate. And I think it's just bad luck, but you never know the situation. Um, it does seem that some disciplines have more cancellations than others. We see it more with OT than PT or SLP. And we also see it more with assistance than, um, than with evaluating therapists. So keep that in mind. Cancellations are not real common, but they do happen sometimes. And every now and then you'll get a string of bad luck with uh, cancellations. Um, and that's just an unfortunate um, part of being a traveler. Yeah, and I think the difference in disciplines has a lot to do with the supply and demand. So you see that PTs and SLPs, there's a huge demand for them because there's a lack of supply. So it's less likely that a PT or an SLP is gonna get canceled early due to the facility finding a replacement because they're having trouble finding a replacement. They're having trouble finding a permanent person. Whereas for OTs, CODAs, and PTAs, there's a lot more therapists out there and a lot less jobs. So it might be more likely that you would get canceled because if the facility finds a permanent therapist to take that job, they might cancel your contract. So unfortunately, I think that is why we see it more with OTs and assistants. But overall, when we asked the recruiters as a whole, they said there haven't been that many cancellations, nothing out of the norm. Um, even, and we didn't even ask them about like which discipline, they just said in general, they're not seeing a lot. So for in general, there's no major Concerned for that, but it does happen every now and then. The next question we asked was, uh, are new grads having luck getting placed right now? We have a lot of students and new grads that especially follow us on Instagram and will send us messages asking if now's a good time to travel as a new grad or for advice for new grads. And uh, across the board, they all said it's a great time to, to travel as a new grad, and we definitely agree with that. We know a lot of new grads in the last year that have gotten placed, and most of them are having great, great experiences with their assignments. Um, so we follow up with those people, and it seems like now's a, a very good time to travel as a new grad if that's something you're considering. Yep, and again, this goes back to which disciplines are most in demand. So absolutely the best opportunity is if you're a new grad PT. You're gonna have tons of opportunities out there, and that means you're gonna be able to pick and choose which contracts you wanna take based on if they're a good clinical fit for you. Now, if you're an SLP, as long as you've already gotten your C's and you're a fully credentialed SLP, yes, pick of the litter. Now, if you're still in your CF year, not as many choices because there's not as many facilities that can offer the mentorship that you have to have for your CF year. So it's a little harder if you're in your CF year, but once you have your C's, you're good to go. For OTs, pretty good, um, but maybe just a little bit less options because the job market's not quite as strong for OTs as it is for PTs and SLPs. Assistance, a bit harder as a new grad. We don't typically recommend that assistants start traveling right away as new grads. It's usually better to get at least six months of experience 
um, because there's just not as much demand and you're more likely to get in a bad situation um, where you don't have good mentorship there. You're more likely to get canceled. So it's just not a great idea. Um, you're also more likely to not be able to line up contracts back to back, which is not good for financial aspects. And it's also not good for your experience because you want to get some good back to back experience on your resume in your first year of being a clinician. So in general, we think it's a better idea. It's going to be better for your career goals if as a PTA or CODA, get six to 12 months of experience at a permanent job, get that foundation, get, get your savings up, and then go and try and travel after that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then in terms of PTAs and CODAs, we asked about how the market has been for them. Like we said, the last two and a half years have been pretty tough. So we're always asking you know, how the companies are seeing the assistant job market progressing. Most of them said that the PTA market is starting to pick up, and we saw that in the numbers as well that they gave us. Um, uh, the CODA market still is about the same, maybe a slight improvement. Um, so there might be a time in the future where it could make sense to travel as a, a PTA or a CODA new grad. Um, PTA, like I said, it's improving a little bit, so maybe now is a little better than it was a year or two years ago. Still probably not the best thing to do, but um, yeah, as the market gets better, then it makes more sense to travel as a new grab. When the market's tough, then it doesn't really make as much sense because you're competing against people with experience that are gonna get jobs over you. Yeah, but if you are an experienced PTA or CODA, as long as you're at least a little bit flexible on where you go, um, it's a good idea to get at least three different state licenses and be willing to go to several states. You shouldn't have too hard of a uh, time finding PTA and CODA travel jobs but you just can't be quite as picky because there's not, you know, for example, like PT, there might be hundreds of jobs in your one state that you want to go to. However, depending which state it is for a PTA or CODA, there might be less than 10 in that one state. So you maybe need to be more flexible on which state you want to go to. Yep. Um, one other thing we asked is any general insights or recent changes in the job market. So we got a variety of answers here. Um, one thing we wanted to talk about was that pretty much all the companies say that they have a shortage of therapists right now. And that especially applies to PT and SLP. So they need more therapists. They're always asking us, you know, how can we find more PTs? How can we find more SLPs to fill these jobs that we have? Because they, they have a lot of jobs open right now. Um, another thing that they said um, is that there's less retention, which is something that it makes sense because if you have a lot of job options and you're specifically picking the best jobs, they might not be with the same company. So what they're seeing is that therapists now more than in the past are willing to just like work with a, a recruiter for one job and then they see a, a job through a different company that's better, they switch to that recruiter and then see a job that's better and they switch to the next recruiter. So more people are doing that. That's not necessarily a bad thing. We always recommend working with more than one for that reason because sometimes the company you're working with won't have the best job um, when you need it. So uh, that's, that's kind of just a, a side effect of the fact that the job market is very strong for therapists right now. And, you know, obviously that's not ideal for the recruiter or for the travel company, but, you know, that's what's going to happen when, when there's a lot of jobs available and there's various high paying jobs through different companies. Yeah. But again, I know we've hammered this home a lot, but they just keep saying, send us more PTs, send us more SLPs. So if you're out there, if you're a PT or an SLP, you are in huge demand. And so if you've been thinking about getting into traveling, the recruiters are going to be so excited to help you find a job because they've got so many openings. And what that means is that there's so many facilities across the country that need you. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity for you if you're a PT or an SLP. So it's definitely still a therapist market for, especially for PTs and SLPs, but somewhat for the other disciplines too. Yeah. One last thing we want to talk about. Um, so we're going to get to questions right after this. If you have any questions, feel free to leave those now. Um, again, if you're getting value from this video, please like it. We always appreciate that. It allows more people to see the video. 
But one last thing I want to talk about is right now, like, like we kind of mentioned earlier, the job market is still great. Um, we don't think that it will be like that forever. We think there will be a reversion to the mean. So what that means is if you're someone like we were back in 2018, considering taking a long period of time off, I would probably wait on that. So if you're trying to think, okay, I might want to go on this two month long trip uh, like we're about to do out of the country. Um, should I do it now or should I wait till next year? Personally, I think it makes more sense to work right now while the, the jobs are great. There's a lot of different options the, the pay rates are high. Get as much work time in as you can now and then take time off when the job market slows down, you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully it never slows down. But if it does, then you've accumulated a bunch of savings and you're able to take time off. And that's kind of what a couple of the recruiters said, too, is like, you know, enjoy this time while it's good. Try to work as much as you can, save as much money as you can, because it might not always be like that. Um, and, you know, if you're if you're trying to think about times when you might want to take time off when the job market's hot is probably not when you want to take a lot of time off. Yeah, but it just depends on your your goals and you know where you are in life. But if that is a question in your mind, we would probably say you know over the next several months, six months or so, take advantage of these high pay rates, especially if you're working somewhere like out in California where you can make a lot of money, or you're you're consistently getting these back-to-back -back good high-paying jobs, or say you're in a high-paying contract right now and you have the option to extend, extend and get get that easy money because you've already been there and you've already been trained, and you know stay another six months if they'll let you. And then next summer, maybe take some time off or whenever when the job market starts to dip a little bit. So now would be a really good time to be saving and making a lot of money. Yeah, if the job market was like this back in 2018 when we started taking six months off and uh, traveling internationally, we took a five-month trip back then, we probably would not have done that. We would have postponed the trip until the next year and continued to work during that time. So, you know, if that is a question that you have, I would uh, work as much as you can now and then take time off later. Yep. So that's the gist of, of most of what we had um, for this job market update. So we hopefully that gives you guys a good picture of what's going on and helps you make some decisions about where you're at in your current job search. If you're thinking about getting started with travel therapy or if you're a current travel therapist, but if you guys have any questions, we will answer all your questions now. Um, again, we'd appreciate if you could hit the thumbs up button if you did learn something from this. Um, if you are somebody who's thinking about getting into travel therapy and you haven't started yet, feel free to send us a message. We help dozens of therapists a week, thousands of therapists every year um, get started. We answer questions whether you're a current traveler, we help people navigate contract situations. We're happy to help. If you do want to get connected with some recruiters to help you begin your job search for this year or for the beginning of next year, you can fill out our recruiter recommendation form on our website. So it's just at TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. We'd be happy to get you connected with some um, different recruiters to help you with your job search. We usually recommend working with about three to keep your options open. We, as Jared mentioned, we work with, uh, we know about 12 companies that we recommend and at those companies, multiple recruiters. So we have about 55 that will take a look at your specific situation. You fill out the form, you say what you're interested in, um, what's important to you. Um, we will look at your personal situation and say, I think these three recruiters would be great for you and then get you connected so you can move on from there. Yeah, Whitney looks at every single one of those forms we've got, which now uh, has been, I think we're closing in on 5,000 forms since we started Travel Therapy Mentor. So she looks at all of those and matches those with recruiters, which is um, time consuming, but she does a great job with it. Thanks. Um, okay, so back to the beginning, we'll start there. Nick Foy said, hey, Nick, I think has a perfect attendance record to all our, our videos, so. Yeah, Nick is probably our number one most loyal live video fan, so we really appreciate you, Nick. Yeah, he's got some badges too. I don't even know what those mean. He's but. the real MVP. We appreciate it. Uh, hey, Joey. Hi, Joey. How's it going? How's Florida? Um, Renee says, hey, I'm a PTA here. Good to hear from you, Renee. She's currently on assignment in Northern California. Awesome. Great place to be right now. 
Thomas says, hi there, DPT between contracts currently PRN acute care in Florida. Hopefully you weren't on the, the western coast of Florida. That They got hit pretty hard. Yeah, if anybody was affected by the hurricane, we're, we feel for you and hope that you're doing well. I know there's going to be a lot of recovering there from the recent hurricane. Um, Brian says, hey, you beautiful geniuses. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Hello from CDA, Idaho. Just referred two new grads to your site. Thank you very much, Brian. Thanks, Brian. We appreciate it. Hope you're doing well. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, a bunch of new articles coming out. Uh, we've been trying to write as much as we can before we go on our next trip. Yeah, we're, so. being home is sometimes stressful now because we'll only stop in at home for like two weeks and we have to catch up on a bunch of content. We've been doing a lot of videos, a lot of articles, um, catch up on a lot of business stuff. Also catch up on seeing family and doctor's appointments and life things. But yeah, we're getting ready to go travel internationally again starting next week. So stay tuned for that. Yep. So Victoria says, can agencies... Oh, whoops. Can agencies offer the same position as another agency, but at a different pay? I'm seeing some discrepancies and wondering the reason for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's a lot of reasons for that. And you almost always, I mean, it's pretty rare to see the same exact pay for the same job offered by two companies. Um, there, so one of the big reasons there is that the job might be through a, a VMS or a MSP. So sometimes what happens is a big company will be offered a contract. If they can't fill the contract, then they open it up to other smaller companies. And in that situation, the big company takes a cut of the pay if a smaller company places a therapist in that job. So sometimes in those situations, the big company will be able to offer more money because they don't have to give any of the money to anyone else. So that could be part of the reason. Another reason is every company has different overhead. So some jobs, um, you know, or some small companies can offer higher pay rates because their overhead is lower. Some big companies offer lower pay rates because their overhead's higher. But then again, like, we, like I just said, it, it depends because there are situations where a big company can offer higher pay for certain jobs because they're the ones that actually are the vendor for that job. So um, it varies a lot. And then it also could be that one company is just taking a higher margin for that job than another company is. So maybe one recruiter is keeping um, you know, 10% of the pay package for their profit, whereas another company might be keeping 13% of the pay package for their profit. So if, it shouldn't be a huge discrepancy. If there is, probably one company is uh, either they're trying to submit you at a higher bill rate, or it could be the other company's trying to submit you at a lower bill rate, which there are situations where that's warranted. Um, that's another reason there might be a, a big discrepancy. But for the most part, it shouldn't be a huge variation, but there, there will be some variation for yeah. sure. But as you can see, um, there are a lot of factors that go into this. So you definitely will see different pay sometimes from different companies. We've done several videos and articles about that. So when we get done with this video, I can link to a couple of those for you um, in the comment section so that you can get a better idea of some of those variables. Um, if you guys are brand new to travel therapy, you know, tonight we're going to have an hour long video kind of talking about the job market, touching on these other little points, but we have literally hundreds, over a hundred videos, over a hundred articles on our website. So if there are any questions that you have and you're like, I just don't really understand how these pay packages work or the benefits work or all these factors with negotiating contracts, um, go on our website, click in the search bar and search for the topic that you're looking for. I guarantee we have an article or a video about almost any topic that you, that you can think of. It can be a lot, it can be a lot to learn. So for many of you, it might make more sense just to take our course. We do have a 12 hour comprehensive course that takes you through from A to Z, understanding all the factors that go into being a travel therapist, how to get started, how to negotiate contracts, how to navigate your job search process, how to work with the recruiters. We'll go over all that. So if you are interested in learning more about the course that we offer, we pretty much were like, hey, 
we've been doing this at that time, I think when we made the course like five years, we were like, what are the things that if we sat down and had a meeting for five hours or 12 hours with a therapist and we're like, these are all the things you need to know to be successful. That's what we did. We put it all in those videos. So you can go on our website. It's traveltherapymentor.com slash course and learn more about that if that interests you. Yeah, a couple other things I just thought about that can also affect pay is remember that each company has different benefits. So there are some companies that don't offer health insurance at all. If they don't offer health insurance at all, they're not subsidizing the cost that you have to pay, which means they might be able to pay you a little bit more money in the, the weekly take-home pay, um, but then you don't get health insurance. So there's a trade-off there. Another thing is some companies don't advertise um, what, what uh, reimbursements they're gonna give you. So maybe one company is only paying 1,600 a week for a job after taxes, but they'll give you $400 for travel to the assignment, $400 travel home, and uh, they're gonna reimburse a license. And maybe that adds up to $1,300 in total in reimbursements that they're gonna give you that the other company's not. So maybe the other company is saying $1,700 a week, but they have no reimbursements. In which case, if you average that out over the course of a contract, it's actually the same. It's just that one is giving you more money in reimbursements and the other one's giving you more money as weekly take home. So yeah, there's a, there's a ton of factors and uh, it's never gonna be exactly the same. So hopefully that answers some of your questions. Um, it looks like that's all the questions that we got. If you have any other questions, let us know. If not, we'll wrap up. Um, we will go back and look at this later. So if you watch the replay on Facebook, you can just type hashtag replay in the comments. And if you have any other questions, feel free to put them in the comments or you can send us a direct message on um, Facebook, on Instagram, or send us an email via our website. Be happy to answer any questions that you have. Um, and also shout out to you guys that will listen later on the replay on the podcast or on YouTube. We appreciate you guys as well. Yep. So like I said, we've got a lot of new content coming out. We've got several articles that are um, ready to go. We're just going to publish those over the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for those. And uh, we'll try to do another video in a couple weeks. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in tonight. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to see where we, where we are getting ready to travel internationally. Should have some good pictures up for you guys. Yep. Um, and also don't forget to enter our end of year giveaways. Yep. All right. Take guys. Take Bye. care guys.